Welcome to Builder Funnel Radio. My name is Spencer Powell, the Inbound Marketing Director at Builder Funnel, and each week we bring you marketing and sales strategies for your home building or remodeling business. Thanks for joining me today. Let's get started. Welcome to Builder Funnel Radio. This is marketing and sales strategies in between job sites. I'm your host, Spencer Powell. And here at Builder Funnel, we help home builders, remodelers, and contractors generate more leads from their own websites and close more sales. With me today, I have Tom Reber, and Tom is the voice of the contractor fight, and he's a seasoned contractor and an award-winning entrepreneur. After serving in the Marine Corps, he grew his first residential painting business from nothing to about 300 jobs per year within three years. And since then, he's sold millions in revenue, co-founded the Contractor Sales Academy, and has impacted thousands with the Contractor Fight podcast. His speaking, membership site, and coaching has helped numerous contractors make more money and achieve the lifestyle they desired when they began their companies. His approach is simple. Own your crap and become a better leader. The Contractor Fight is about reclaiming our dignity and respect as contractors. And Tom, super excited to have you on the show today. Hey, Spencer. How you doing, man? I appreciate you you having me. Yeah, absolutely. And I, li- I like to just dive right in. And so um, I know you work with lots of contractors all over the country. And I wanted to ask you, you know, what is your biggest challenge that you see coming up over and over again with all these contractors? Uh, hands down, it's what goes on between their ears. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's, it's uh, and, and it's with all of us. I, I truly believe that our when we learn to get out of our own way and control our mindset and understand the value we bring and all the things that come with the way we think about our life and our business and who we are, uh, that opens the door to a lot of good things. Gotcha. That's awesome. And so when you're talking to different people, I mean, how do you, how do you go about starting to tackle that challenge? Cause that's, uh, that can be tough, just personal growth and figuring out, mm-hmm. you know, kind of head trash and all these different things, you know, we're all capable of a lot. Um, what are the first couple of steps in helping people break through that? Well, you know that we we start with just the true belief here that if um, if I want to have any progress in anything that I'm doing, I gotta I gotta start with understanding where I'm at right now, and that involves owning your crap. Because if you're not getting the the results you want in any area of your life, it's usually because on some level you're just dropping the ball and. And it doesn't mean you're a bad person, doesn't mean anything, but it's like, you know, what is the, what's the garbage, what's the crap that you have to own when you look in the mirror? Um, because it, unless you do that, then you will always have the ability to point the finger somewhere else. And there's always an excuse for why you're not going to win the way that you want to win in your business. So, you know, an example with that would be, you know, um, you know, one of the one of the requirements for people to come into our contractor fight private Facebook group, it's a free group, but there's a cover charge and the cover charge is within 24 hours. You have to create a post, a video or a written post owning some some sort of crap in your life. And so guys will jump in and they'll be like, you know, I'm just not very organized. And then we call BS on that. We're like, that's that's not owning your crap. You know, what's the root issue here? Well, OK, I'm just. Um, I'm lazy. I'm a procrastinator. I'm, and when you come face to face with those things, then you can begin to fix it. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah. You just have to take a, a close look at yourself and and realize where those weaknesses are. Is that what you're saying? Absolutely. And, and you know, I know, you know, marketing is a big part of this, too. You got to own your crap in, in your marketing. But it's guys are like, 
well, I, I don't have leads. The phone's not ringing. You know, that's that's my crap that I have to own. And I'm and I'm, again, it's like, no, it's not. That's not the crap. The crap you need to own is that you weren't proactive 18 months ago or <laughs> you took your foot off the gas pedal, which, you know, every year, Spencer, I do a rant either on my podcast, <laughs> my my YouTube channel or a blog. I don't know how it's going to come out this year, but um, my rant is. The same mistake I see over and over that contractors make is they they don't put their pedal down and market their tails off when they're busy. You know, they get complacent and the phone's ring and then all of a sudden they wake up and it's like, you know, oh, my gosh, you know, I, I don't know where I'm going next week. I, I got to lay my guys off or, or whatever it is. And it's so preventable if you get your head right about, you know, telling your story and building your brand and doing the things that I know you're helping people do as well. Yeah, and it's funny you say that. I mean, we've been talking about that a lot internally and with some of our um, our clients as well. It seems like, yeah, like you said, when you get really busy, you kind of get comfortable and you're going, oh, okay, and then you, you get too busy doing the work and you forget about sales and marketing. And so you can, it turns into this kind of vicious cycle of you do sales and marketing, you get a bunch of jobs, and then you stop doing those things, and so you just kind of get stuck. As you're, you know, we're both passionate about marketing and, and I want to dig into to that topic a little bit more uh, today. But what do you think, if somebody's really struggling with leads, is there a certain area that you look to first typically? Or um, what are kind of the, the problem areas when somebody says, yeah, I'm just, I'm just not getting enough leads? Yeah, the, the, uh, the first place that, that I look is the experience. You know, what does the experience look like that you're giving your clients? I mean, listen, we're in the contracting world and it's truth be told, it is not hard to look like a hero. <laughs> okay? It's really not, uh, which is which is what's good for for guys like, you know, me and you and, you know, the people that have their act together, the contractors that have their act together. We should love the fact that it's really easy to stand out. And so I look at that if a guy has low lead flow, it's usually the result of something happening uh, in that client journey, in that client experience. Maybe it's, you know, the way they're getting back to people or not getting back to people. It's that simple. Or it's um, what do we look like on the job site? How do we, are our trucks parked in the way in the driveway and leaking oil? Are we leaving a mess? I mean, all these little things are, are that's your, that's your brand, right? That's, that's the story that you're telling is really comes out in the experience that you provide people. So I, I look there first, you know, right out of the gate. And then, then obviously, you know, uh, another area would be, you know, how are you spending your time? Because, you know, you, you mentioned earlier, you know, earlier guys get busy, they get caught up in the day-to-day -day stuff. And what they fail to realize is that when you start your business, you your job description will forever change because you're no longer the dude who nails the thing into the ground or whatever anymore. You're not that guy anymore. You have to be the, the chief sales and marketing guy of your business. And so usually guys are spending a pathetic amount of time building local relationships with people and, you know, um, building what I call a list of influencers, other trades that, you know, we can help, you know, add value to. And things like that. So look at the experience and then look at how much time you're probably not spending building just that local um, shaking hands, looking people in the eye, prospecting type activity. Yeah, that's awesome. And I, I love that, that that was actually answer was the 
kind of the customer experience. It didn't really have anything to do with what people normally think of when they think of marketing, which is, you know, signage and ads and your website and, and all these things. But still today, one of the most powerful forms of marketing is, you know, your happy clients and, and customers. And you kind of mentioned that people aren't looking that, at that experience. And, and maybe let's break down the experience a little bit. And, and you mentioned something at the start of just not getting back to people. I mean, are there kind of a few key areas as you look at that initial call that somebody says, hey, I need you to come out and, and look at something. Um, what are a few of those areas that people uh, need to really fix in that customer experience that you see? Well, I, th- I think it's, it's starting the process with the client from a position. This is where we go back to the stuff between your ears, right? Okay. So it's starting, it's starting the process with a client from a position of control and power and meaning confidence where most contractors, the phone rings and they're like, Oh, okay. I'll run right out and beg you to hire me. (laughs) Like that's, that's like the mindset and the demeanor that, that so many of them. And I did, I had that for years, like, Oh my God, I got to go out and kiss their butt. When what I see the most successful, meaning the most profitable guys out there running, contracting businesses are the ones that from that very first touch they are taking control and they're going hey i got this this is how we do things here so i'll give you an example um i had a client of mine and a lot of my clients actually request um not not even request it's like a um a non-negotiable i guess you'd call it that if you don't send them a picture of what you want done they're not coming out that's awesome Okay. And what it's done, and that's one of the things we teach in the contractor sales Academy, but the, what it's done is it takes control of the process right out of the gate of this experience where every other contractor is going to run out and give them a free estimate and tap dance and beg for the job. When you, if you're taking control of the process, you're immediately standing apart from everybody else by the way you do things. And here's how you frame it. This is what you say to people. You go, Hey, listen, you know, Spencer, you said you saw me online, right? And you're going to be like, yeah. And you're like, well, what, what was it about us that made you call us? And you might say something like, well, you had a lot of good reviews, which I know we'll get into later, right? So, and, um, and so I would say, well, listen, there's, can I be frank with you? You know, can I be candid? Sure, Tom, go ahead. One of the reasons that we have so many good reviews and we have so much repeat business and referral work is we follow a process. And that process involves you sending me a picture. And 100% of the time that we don't follow our process, neither one of us is going to be happy on the other end of this thing. And that's how you frame it. Is you come at it with a with a with that mindset of confidence that, hey, you called me, man, and right. I'm the pro. You <laughs> called me because I'm the expert. And this is how we do things. Like if, if my knee is hurting and the knee doctor says, hey, this is what we're going to do, I'm going to listen to him because he's the expert. Exactly. He fixes knees for a living or whatever. And I just see too many contractors being everyone's little puppet, <laughs> you know, and it's like, man, that's that's not how that, that's not going to bring you peace and happiness and joy and and, you know, all the things that you want as a business owner. When you're running around feeling like you got to be on the defensive, you got to defend your price, you got to defend how you do things and this and that, man, when you get your head right and you're like, hey, the best thing lady you could have ever done was to call me for this problem because I'm the man. Yeah. And that don't, and that, and that doesn't come, you don't come across in an arrogant way with it. 
there, and there's so many other things on the marketing side that will help support you and make the case for you taking control. So for instance, the guy I'm talking about earlier who says, Hey, you got to send us a picture. Okay. Well, the reason the people don't have a problem with it is because they're on his website and he has more content on that dang website making the case for why he's the expert that they go, okay, this is what I need to do. I'll send him a picture. And it's not a big deal because all the supporting evidence online and offline points to the fact of him being the expert. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. And I mean, I think that's the key point to highlight there out of what you're saying is that you have to remember that you are a professional, you are an expert. And so um, people want to know, how does this work? What's the process look like? And you started mentioning, you know, having a bunch of content online that supports that. Um, I guess, what, what types of content do you like to see contractors implementing on their site that, what are a few examples, I guess, that would support that process and conveying you as an expert? Well, listen, I, you know, a number of years ago, gosh, way, way back, I don't know, 2009 or 10, somewhere in there, I stumbled across a guy um, named Marcus Sheridan. And, um, and so everything that's going to come out of my mouth in the next minute or so, I've learned from my buddy Marcus. <laughs> okay? Right on, so, yeah, I know Marcus. <laughs> yeah, Marcus is actually coming to speak at our Contractor Revolution event in, in February. Um, you know, he was just on one of our webinars for our group and stuff like that. And so listen, if you're listening to this, and you're a contractor, go go to the saleslion.com and check out Marcus. Uh, he owns a company, one of the owners of River Pools and Spas. So he's a contractor. He's a marketing guy. But the type of content, to keep it really simple, is basically, he'll t- and he has a book that just came out called this, They Ask, You Answer. That's your content strategy right there. So every question you've ever been asked or any question a consumer is going to type into the Google machine you know, about your industry, you need to create a piece of content and answer that question. Yeah, we'll make sure to link up, um, you know, the book you just mentioned and also your um, your conference coming up as well in the show notes for anybody that's interested in checking those out. Uh, but yeah, it's a really simple way to start with content, I feel like, because I think people kind of get this barrier and they say, you know, oh yeah, I know I'm supposed to be blogging or I know I need more stuff on my website, but I don't know what to write about. And to your point, just think about all those questions that you get in the sales process or you get on the phone that first call and and just answer those, right? I mean, there's probably hundreds of questions. Yeah. So, you know, when I first started with content, the first blog I wrote for my painting company was um, how to remove wallpaper because we got asked that question all the time. <laughs> and so I wrote this terrible blog. I mean, it was Terry was ugly. The, it was a bad picture. It wasn't well written, but it was basically like, Hey, this is how we take wallpaper off. So if you're taking your wallpaper off and you need some tips, try some of this stuff. Okay. So I wrote it and, you know, went along my merry way and wrote some other blogs and this and that. Well, one day I go out knocking this guy's door who had called for you know, an estimate. And I said, Hey, how'd you hear about us? And he goes, well, you know, funny thing about a year ago is removing wallpaper in my kid's bedroom and uh, it wouldn't come off. And so I went to Google and I asked Google and something you wrote came up and I tried it and it worked. Okay. And I'm like, Oh, okay, cool. And then he goes, and then about four months ago, my kid opened his bedroom door too hard and put the doorknob through the wall. He says, and I had to repair some drywall and I'm terrible at drywall repair. So I just went to Google and another article that you guys wrote was sitting there and I 
did what you said and it worked. And so I go, well, man, hey, I appreciate you sharing that with me. And But it sounds like you're a do-it-yourselfer, man. You're pretty handy and stuff. Why am I here today? <laughs> it doesn't make sense, right? And he goes, well, it was either him or his wife, I can't remember, was getting transferred for work. And they had like oh, two weeks to get the home on the market. And the whole thing had to be painted top to bottom, in- interior. And and I, it ended up being like, I don't know, a $15,000 job or $20,000 job, whatever it was. And but here's here's what here's what made me know that this is the real deal with this content stuff and being the expert is he says to me, he goes, so I figured I would call you because every time I went and went online, you were the one standing there. And so you're just going to paint my house. <laughs> That's okay? awesome. So we added this value. So a lot of guys will go, well, why would I want to educate people how to do their own thing? Because then they're not going to hire me. And that's that's the point. The point is you're adding so much value to people that you're building this brand uh, um, of this. You're building your expert status is what you're doing. And when the right time comes, the right people will reach out to you because you are the expert. You're the one standing there online every time they go there. Yeah. And I love that example too, because um, to your point, you know, people are saying, Hey, why should I be telling people how to do what I do? But he wasn't a buyer for those other times, you know, he was going to do it himself anyway. And so in this instance, when he actually needed somebody, he had gotten so much value out of, out of you that it was a no brainer, you know, but um, I think that's where people have a big misconception of I'm teaching people how to do what I do, but the people that want to learn how to do what you do, they're not going to buy from you anyway. And so uh, when those people either get to that point where they say, gosh, I, this is a lot of work. I, maybe I don't actually want to do this. Then, you know, you're the one yeah. standing right there, like, like in your example. So that's super cool. Well, you, you probably know the stat better than I do, but there's, there's some stat that by the time somebody actually picks the phone up or fills out a form on your website to come, have you come out and, you know, do a consultation or an estimate or whatever you do in your business, um, as a contractor, it's, it's like 85 or 90% of the people have already checked you out online in multiple places before they pick up the phone and say, come give me an estimate. Okay. So, so so guys, this is what's so important. It's like when somebody's hopping online, they might, I don't know, they go um, landscaper, Colorado Springs or whatever. And most people are just going to kind of fart around. They're going to hop. Like when I search for something, well, I'll give you an example. I had never hired a pest control company before. And we had mice here in the house. This is like a couple months ago. And, um, and I lit and you're in Colorado Springs with me as well. Right. So exactly. I'm, I'm like, I hop online and I didn't know anybody. You know, so I'm like pest control, Colorado Springs is what I Googled. And a bunch of companies came up and I did two things, man. The first thing I did is I went and I clicked on the websites of the companies that had the most uh, five star reviews. Okay. Um, In the little Google three pack or whatever they call it. Sure. And then what was funny is when I got to those sites, if the site wasn't immediately easy for me to figure out, I left. (laughs) So I ended up leaving three websites within like 10 seconds each. And I landed on this other one and they had a buttload of content like, Hey, do you have one of these things running around your house? And there was a picture of it, you know, and Hey, what causes these things? And this and that. And I didn't read all the articles. I didn't watch all the videos, but just the vast amount of content sent the message to me 
that these guys are the experts. I literally touched, I filled out a form and I hired them and they were at my house the next morning. That's awesome. Okay, so, but I, ch- I, I, in all of this process, maybe took five to 10 minutes of my life, but I checked out multiple companies on their websites and I went with the one that I felt was the expert. And those other ones, they might be better. Okay, but the story being told, because they were too lazy to freaking, you know, create content or, you know, remodel their website that was built like 19 years ago <laughs> or whatever, you know, it's, I'll never know because they, they told me the wrong story. Yeah. That... And, and listen, can I, can I, can I call a, a, a quick audible here? I want to say something about websites. Yeah, okay? please do. Cause, I, Cause you, you asked earlier, what are problems I see? Yeah. One of the biggest problems I see with contractors. Okay. Is this, you guys will go out and you'll spend $35,000 on a piece of equipment. You'll spend $65,000 on a freaking pickup truck with huge mirrors. Okay. <laughs> But when it comes to building a website, you are the cheapest people on the planet. Okay. <laughs> this is the one thing that's sending this message to the world about who you are and the type of work you do. And, and it blows my mind, Spencer, because so many times guys are like, yeah, we're high end. And then I go to their website and I'm like, you're freaking Kmart, man. <laughs> you're not high yeah. end. We, we do high end work. Well, I'd never know it. So your website better darn well match the quality of work that you do out in the field. And if it doesn't, that's a problem. So quit, you know, here's my public service announcement to you guys. Quit being cheap with your marketing and your website and your brand identity and all those things. Spend some money, buy a few less tools this year and get your marketing in order. All right, I'm done. Go ahead. Yeah, preach. Yeah, no, I love it. <laughs> it's awesome. I mean, and it makes sense too, because if somebody's just learning about you and the first thing they see is your website. It's not like they've seen all your past work that looks amazing, you know, if you haven't displayed that on your website and created a, a good brand and image. So no, that, that's awesome. Well, and speaking of the website and, you know, people have done all this research and then they reach out to you. Uh, how fast do you need to get back to these people when they're in that, um, that moment of reaching out? You know, you used that example of a couple months ago where you, re- you reached out. Uh, is there a certain time frame that you know is acceptable because i know this is another big problem area yeah well just burn this into your your minds is 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 the phrase time kills deals okay time kills deals it's that simple when somebody's calling you uh or requesting information or whatever um every minute that goes by that they don't have some sort of connection with you and you're not building that relationship with them um it, you're increasing the chances of them, you know, hiring somebody else. All to, uh, what I hear from consumers a lot is I hired the first guy that called me back, <laughs> you know, because <laughs> yeah. nobody called me back. So, and this doesn't mean like um, you need to call somebody back in five minutes. It just means like if somebody fills out something on your website, you know, are they immediately into like some sort of relationship building autoresponder? Like, hey, thanks for you know, setting the appointment, here's a link to a video of what you can expect next from, from us. And then now you're setting the expectations of how the, how this experience is going to go. Okay. But a lot of, a lot of companies, I mean, you've done it, you fill something out on a website and you don't hear from somebody for days, you know? Yeah. And and I don't care what the industry and that you've forgot, I've forgotten about you by then. So I, I say as soon as possible, like, you know, um, in a perfect world, it's the same day they're hearing from you. 
And it could be, it could even be like, you know, if, if you're just swamped, maybe you're working in the field, maybe you're getting hijacked by a bunch of things. If you could even just send somebody a quick email, Hey, thanks for your, or a text. Hey, thanks for your message. You know, I'm, uh, I'm out in the field for a few hours. Um, I'll, I will try you tonight at 7 PM, but yeah. you, you got to touch base. Just some sort of acknowledgement that you've received it and they're, they're a priority. Um, just can't get to them in that moment. Well, yeah. what, what messages sent, let's say you come to my, you know, construction website or whatever, you fill something out and you don't hear from me for a couple of days. What story are you being told? That you're not important. Yeah. That there's that there's, um, you know, I don't, you don't have your act together, you know, um, or, you know, what comes to my mind is pff, typical contractor, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, so let's, let's be the uncommon contractor, you know, and take control of that process and nurture them. Yeah. And it's interesting that you, that, that was your last response to just like, oh, typical contractor. Cause I feel like there's several industries like that, that kind of get a bad rap, but it's, partially for a reason, you know, because there are so many people that, that don't respond quickly or don't follow up. And uh, to your point, I think at the beginning of the show, you know, you just said, hey, it's, it's not that hard to be different and unique in this industry. And so, um, yeah, I've seen some interesting data that I'll, I'll link to in the show notes as well. But I mean, it's, you know, if you're not calling leads within five or 10 minutes, your chance mm-hmm. of even reconnecting with them uh, start to drop pretty dramatically. And after the first six hours, eight hours in a day, I mean, it drops way, way down uh, on the list. And I think it's an interesting point because people do so much research up front and then they've kind of already made their decision. And so they're in that moment. They want to check it off their list, you know, get something moving. And if they can't do that, then sometimes they move on and and go to the next person that, that is ready to check it off their list for them. Yeah, a lot of times people have already made the decision that they're going to hire you. They're just calling you and setting up the appointment to make sure you're not a moron. <laughs> you know, yeah. but they they're, they have every intent, you know, and the really good websites, you know, and this is, you know, where you come in and stuff with helping people is, you know, you'll talk about money on your website. You know, hey, we just built this thing and this is, you know, you can expect to pay between this and this for one of these things. You know, we used to do pricing blogs all the time, like, you know, what's it cost to paint? A bedroom. What's it cost to paint uh, the exterior of a home? And and just start the answer with you know it depends, you know, and go from there. I mean, I remember I had a pricing page on my website, like, hey, this is how we figure out how much it's going to cost to paint your house, <laughs> and uh, and I put it on my site. And I go out to this house one day, and I type it into my program on my iPad and all this other stuff. And and the husband and wife are standing there, and and I go. Um, I said something like, yeah, it's like 5,600 or whatever. And she jumps up and down. She points at his face and she goes, you're a loser. You're a loser. Like they had a bet going on, I guess, (laughs) of who was going to be closest in the price. And she was within like a hundred bucks of me. I said, well, what was your number? And she told me it was like within a hundred bucks. And I go, well, how did you get that? She goes, I just figured it out on your website. (laughs) So dude, she had already done the math, already knew what they were going to spend they were just making sure that I wasn't an idiot. Right. Yeah. And you didn't you know double I mean? the price so or make, something. You, you think of the world we live in, man. You, you know, we got remote controls and microwaves and we have instant communication. We have, you know, I mean, my God, you know, you can, you'll, you'll see 80, 90 year old grandmas FaceTiming with a kid and things like that. I mean, people, people are, are 
really wanting like what they want now. People don't like to wait. And so um, you've got to be Johnny on the spot with that. And so I would also recommend people put, put, put some pricing on, on their websites. Because listen, if, you know, if she got to that pricing page and then did her own math and then she was like, oh, I ain't spending that. Forget that. She, then she wouldn't waste my time either. Yeah. You know, we wouldn't waste each other's time. And so it's a win all around. Yeah, no, I love that. I mean, cost is one of the top things people want to know, right? They want to know, you know, mm-hmm. can the company that's going to do this, are they reputable? Are they going to do a good job? What's it cost? How long it's going to take? You know, kind of goes back to all those questions that people have. And so if you're just able to answer those, um, I really love the, the point you made is, you know, people get scared to put pricing on their site, but then when somebody reads it and they go, yeah, that's not a good fit for me. That's too much. Then you've just saved, you know, potentially an hour or more of your time mm-hmm. trying to figure out what to do with that, that prospect. Well, in, in the, in the head trash, there's a couple, the head trash things, you know, that we have to own. And one is that, well, I don't want my competitors to know what I charge. Okay. Well, first of all, don't pay any, any attention to what your competitors charge. Because it ain't your business. You have your own business. Mind your own business, you know, and worry about your math. Don't worry about your competitor's math. So get that out of your head. And the other thing is this. Price is like fifth, sixth, seventh on the list on reasons people hire a company. It is rarely the number one reason. Now, the customer will tell you you didn't get the job because you were too expensive. That's just because they don't, they don't have the guts to tell you they didn't like you or they didn't trust you. <laughs> Or there was something fishy about your salesperson that they didn't feel good about. Okay. They're not going to be that brutally honest. So they go to the easy excuse, which is money. And, and rarely, rarely is money the reason that people don't get hired. It's you failed to tell your story in a way that built, um, built enough trust with them to take that step with you. Yeah, that that's great advice. That's awesome. And, Tom, I want to I want to ask you one more question as we wrap up. But before I get to that question, you know, how can how can our listeners learn more about you, find you online, connect with you? Um, you know, let them know where, where they can go to get get in touch with you. Yeah, they can head uh, real easy. Just go to thecontractorfight.com. And there's uh, everything we got going on there from the podcast to YouTube to our uh, the, our groups that we run and things like that are all all right there man there's plenty of free content and videos and things uh, to help contractors as well with their marketing and sales and leadership and things like that all right awesome so make sure to check out the contractorfight.com we'll link that up in the show notes as well and tom um if you could leave our listeners with one piece of advice you know as we part today you know what would that be own your crap i mean it's 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 so fundamental but it's like blocking and tackling you know it's like fielding a ground ball in baseball or shooting a free throw right it's like you just have to you have to have that self-awareness and just go my business is not where i want it to be simply because i've not gotten out of the way in a certain area or maybe you know i'm um you know i i had lunch with a guy uh, um, a few times actually at an event that he put on and he's one of the founders of Ticketmaster, and he's built, um, you know, 44 other companies and this and that. And I said, I go, Jerry, what, um, when did your businesses really start to like take off? Like when, when did you arrive? And he says, when I learned to get out of my own way, 
you know, I quit and it was that simple. It's that basic. But the problem is, is as contractors, we're control freaks. We want to be in the way of everything. And that's the first thing you got to own is that not everything in the business is your problem. That's why you hire people. You hire other people to solve those problems so that you can work at a higher level in the business and guide the vision and things like that. And it all starts with just owning where you're at, man. I love it. That's awesome. Well, and Tom, thanks so much for spending some time with me today. And I'm sure our listeners got a ton of value out of this this show. But yeah, thank you again. Well, I appreciate you having me and uh, and I look forward to uh, connecting down, down the road, man. Thanks again. Yeah, sounds great, Tom. Thanks. Mm-hmm. All right, and that's a wrap for this episode of Builder Funnel Radio with Tom Reber. Just a quick reminder, make sure you subscribe to Builder Funnel Radio on iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud, basically your favorite podcast listening platform. And make sure to go ahead and go over to Instagram and give us a follow over there so you can stay in touch with what we've got going on. And we will see you next time for the next episode of Builder Funnel Radio. Thanks for joining us today on Builder Funnel Radio. Don't forget to visit www.builderfunnel.com for tons of free marketing and sales resources. And if you ever need hands-on help implementing your marketing and sales system, just send a quick note to radio at builderfunnel.com. And as we close for today, remember, never stop learning. See you next time.